Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Luna's Many Faces, a podcast dedicated to the world of darkness. I am your host, Melissa. As this is the first episode, I would like to tell you a little bit about myself and my experience with the system and role-playing in general. I first started role-playing when I was in university and Vampire was the first game I ever played. I was in my co-ed dorm and my I could hear some laughter and some excitement coming down the hall. So I kind of went to ex- explore and po- poked my head in and I could see a group of individuals with pens, paper, and I'm not talking like the printed out character sheets like we have today. It was strictly lined paper with, you know, stats on the sheet. And my friend was running a D&D game and he, I said to him, I said, Ooh, can I, can I play? And he's like, yeah, Melissa, he, he girls aren't really into D and D. And I'm like, well, I'd like to try because so not being involved in role-playing games earlier on, it seems like I missed out on a lot. So as it was, I sort of wandered away again, but one of the guys who's in that group, came to my room afterwards and he said, Melissa, he says, I don't know if you'd be interested because it's not D&D, but I'm going to be running a game of vampire or I'm going to be running a game. Um, And I thought he meant Dungeons and Dragons. He said, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's vampire, vampire, the masquerade. He goes, yeah, you get to play a vampire. I'm like, "Um, I don't know if that's for me, but I said, I'm willing to give it a go. And he goes, yeah, he says, we'll make you an NPC. And he said, and we'll, we'll figure out if you're really into this, you know, rather than, you know, putting in a lot of commitment to it. And I said, okay, great. I am totally excited for this. And he came by with his books. We made up a character and he said, well, what are you interested in? Basically, I could have anything I wanted as long as it was Camarilla. I'm like, All right. I flipped through the books. I looked at what each individual clan did and I pointed at one and I said, I want to do that one. And it was a Tremere because I liked the idea of magic. And he's like, okay, all right. All right. So he helped me make up a character, uh, an NPC character. I didn't know what NPC was. I didn't know what it meant. He had to explain all of it to me. I would say within six months, I had my own copy. I was completely hooked. I I loved, I loved being someone else. It didn't matter if I was a vampire. I liked being someone else for a change. I liked being someone exciting with abilities that I didn't possess. And it was an amazing experience for me. So I was, I was good. But of course, as university would, it ends and I had to leave the group. I ended up going back home and werewolf was a completely different thing from what I experienced with, with vampire. Vampire was pretty individualistic. You are supposed to work together, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you will. But werewolf was very pack oriented, very much everybody works together. And that's just what it is. But what appealed to me about werewolf, and it's not 
the, you know, you get to be a nine foot tall killing machine uh, with razor sharp claws on the ends of your hands and in and teeth constantly fighting against your own demons because you were both part wolf part human and part spirit and that appealed to me on so many levels that i i it's my favorite system to run and it's again it's not because you get to be these combat wombats it's because of that spiritual aspect to the game and i I'm currently running a werewolf game on roll 20 and I'm really enjoying it. And I, I, I hope my players are too, because I am so excited about this game, but yeah. So werewolf was my second and I thought nothing can top this. Nothing, nothing could possibly touch the top this. And then I went to England because I was uh, traveling there for school and I went to the local university because I was going to to university there and I joined the local games club and I was introduced to Mage. And Mage is my ultimate favorite to play. I, I thought, no, nothing. I thought nothing could touch Werewolf. Werewolf was the best. No, there's nothing at all more satisfying than teleporting a vampire to the sun <laughs> that storyteller was incredible he was amazing he did a little bit of hand holding at the beginning because you know we were new to this whole experience of um mage all of us we'd never played it before we didn't understand sort of the rules the whole concepts and he sort of did a little bit of hand holding at the beginning and then he just stopped and we got ourselves into trouble we made some mistakes um which we learned from and mage is always going to be my favorite game to play and it's just it's so creative and you, you know you see that the what you want to achieve with all of that you are you can do pretty much anything you want as long as you have the the correct spheres now i did get a chance to eventually play dungeons and dragons 3.5 with thacos and i thought well magic is going to be similar nah <laughs> it was not i found after playing mage that dungeons and dragons was so restrictive and limiting that I I never wanted to play another magic user in D&D. Now I have since then started playing more magic users in 5th edition of D&D, but yeah, it, I I it's not the same. Mage has that sort of beat in that in that instance. Then I was introduced to Changeling Changeling confused me because I thought I didn't like the bunk system in first edition. I, I thought, you know, having to actually play that out for someone who is, you know, shy like myself. Um, I, 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 I didn't want to have, 
I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to get up and perform. Um, and my ST in that instance, he made you, he totally made you do it. So changeling wasn't my favorite until another friend of mine, um, really ex explained changeling to me and how dark changeling could actually be. And it wasn't until later editions that I really started to enjoy changeling. And then of course, Wraith. Uh, Wraith was a hard sell for me. I couldn't understand it. I, I didn't understand why, but I have played it. Um, and we will be talking about it in this game, but I haven't really played it all that much. So this will be an experience for me to go back and re-examine Wraith. We'll also be looking at Hunter the Reckoning, uh, which I have played and uh, Demon the Fallen. So, so for the purposes of this podcast, I am going to be looking at all of the world of darkness. We're going to be looking at some of the lesser systems like mummy and uh, sorcerers. And we're looking at the dark ages because that is the great thing about world of darkness. There is, you can set it in any given time. Initially, it was modern Gothic horror. I mean, that's what it was. It was a system that flagged our society, our world, and looked deeper into the apathy, the corruption, and, and everything that's plaguing our planet um, in a deeper and more meaningful way. But the, the appeal for me for, for World of Darkness has always been the fact that it is very much a story-driven system. My character has a backstory. How did she become a vampire? What precipitated her first change? What was it like when her avatar awakened and she saw, for the first time, she saw everything? I loved all of that sort of aspect where you could tell a story and you could bring your character and your personality into your character. And I found sometimes that I got very attached to my characters and I won't lie when some of them died, I felt it. It was like I had lost a part of me. That is what I love the most about World of Darkness and the whole system itself. Now, I'm not saying it's perfect. It's certainly not. Sometimes the combat system's a little bit clunky and I'm always looking for ways to fix it and make it more appealing to my players. But sometimes it's best just to leave it alone. And, and I just really love how you can integrate great all of these different elements into your game. Now, I have tried to run a game where I did have a mage, a werewolf, a vampire, a changeling, and you have to be careful because it's a very daunting process. You can do it, but it takes a lot of work. You have to get your players to be on the same terms. For instance, Mages generally don't work together. Vampires generally don't work together. Werewolves 
they're all about working together. They have to, that is how they survive. So a lot of it is trying to get those different elements into one package so that they have a reason to work together. So it's a very daunting process, but it, you can do it. But what you also have is you have rules and systems for bad guys, Nefandi mages, or Sabbat, or a mage game, or a vampire game. You can integrate these different elements from all these different systems to make your game a more rewarding, more exciting prospect. And that is what I love the most about um, the world of darkness as a whole. It's not just about what you can loot, what you can pillage, what you can uh, steal. It's what you can build and you're building together with the storyteller. So that is a lot of the reason why I am doing this podcast. My The reason is, is that I just thought podcasts are kind of cool. I have some experience uh, being a guest on some podcasts. Um, I was on a podcast that talked about the Black Furies, um, the importance of Session Zero in a werewolf game, and, and a whole bunch of other sort of topics that are related. Um, and so going forward over the next couple of weeks and months, I I'm hoping that I'm going to give you a broader look at the world of darkness as a whole. There are some great podcasts out there that provide a lot of information, but here's the thing. And I understand this better and as well as anyone that White Wolf and now Onyx Path Publishing publishes a vast amount of material. And not all of it jives with, it's not just a repeat publishing. And in my experience, they've changed a few things along the way. They've changed some of the little aspects. And sometimes they haven't actually put out a World uh, Werewolf 20 book. So they put out Werewolf 20, but they haven't put out a 20th anniversary of Axis Monday. And that is a core book to have if you're running a game. You know, they haven't put out uh, more clan books to match the, the 20th. They they had the little blurb in the book, but that's about it. Some of the material from Changeling has not been transferred over into uh, 20th anniversary edition. Some of the amazing stuff for Mage has not been translated over into uh, Mage 20th. So I'm going to be looking at some of the older material and how it's evolved from the first edition into now what we know as the most current edition. I will be looking at the New World of Darkness. It's not my favorite system at all. Um, I don't like what they did, but I also understand that there needed to be an end date for a lot of this. So they needed, how can you have werewolf the apocalypse if you don't have an apocalypse? So I, I do understand that we, that they had to do something. So that is what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to, I will talk about the new world of darkness and I'll also be talking about um, the fifth editions that are coming out. I don't have any information on the werewolf fifth edition, but I do have material for 
the Vampire 5th Edition and, you know, some thoughts on that. So I'm going to be looking at the entire catalog and it's it's quite daunting, but I think we can do it and I think we can do it together. So thank you for listening to the first of many more episodes to come dedicated to the world of darkness. First up is Vampire, where we'll take a deeper dive into their world. This has been Luna's Many Faces, and I'm your host, Melissa, signing off.